Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the In the Latch podcast. I am Adam Lee, and I am here with the Matt Benfield. Matt, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful, Adam. How are you? I am marvelous. Um, beautiful afternoon here in Lexington. We're sitting down on a Monday afternoon as opposed to our regular day. Um, Do we have a regular day? Not anymore. anymore. No. We used okay, to. Thank you. Um, we formerly had a regular day. Um, you know, I was down in Pickens this weekend. Yeah. Had a really good show. It was the last event of the regular season down there in Pickens. We got finals coming up April the 2nd. Um, you were at the old, uh, as you called it, the King Dome over yes, the weekend. I was. How did that go? Uh, Well, for the first show of the year, my nerves may have got the best of me at first, but I think it went pretty well. Um, yeah. You know how it is. It's funny when you things. when you take a little bit of time off, be it announcing, or, or we even mentioned it after our little two month hiatus from podcasting. When we when we came back and tried to get things rolling, it was um, like starting all over again. Yes. Um, so, like I said, we are recording here on Monday. Um, I'm I'm headed up this weekend doing a zebra up in Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, I'm working with a guy. I don't know him, but I will next week. A um, John Lefty Knee. I mean, if that's his government name, then bless him. I haven't really bless talked to up. him yet. I don't know if um, his mama calls him Lefty. Um, maybe he's Ken DePoncho. Could be. I don't know. But I will have these answers by next week. Um, should be a really good show. Going to be up there Friday and Saturday night in Owensburg, Kentucky. If you're in the area, definitely love to see you come out. Um, you, you've got a local show this weekend, do you not, Matt? I do. I will be at the NCYRA banquet Saturday, and the first rodeo will be Sunday there at Harmony. They're having a banquet? Banquet for last year's season. Okay. Saturday, and then Sunday the first rodeo. So, so are you like DJing the banquet, or is I it am, just... Okay, I nice. Am a, I'm emceeing it. Emceeing, If yes. you want to be... Correct. The master of ceremony. Yes, I will be leading everything that goes on there. Well, and it's, you know, you were talking about the NCYRA. That's where I started announcing. You sort of, I mean, not really. No, you can say that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say your first regular consistent thing was there at the NCYRA. And we have a special guest with us today who also did time at the NCYRA. He started there as well, and I know that because... Uh, I could, am I, I'm lying, just nod before we, he did start there. Okay, great. Okay. And uh, I actually was there with his start when I was still fighting bulls. Yeah. I remember when he was still fighting there, but I wasn't sure if that's where he started or not. So crazy. The NCYRA, we're, we're all kind of connected through the, the, the NCYRA, the circle G, the Rodeo drive of rodeo. He's chomping at the bit. Right he now. is. <laughs> he's like, I mean, me. he ain't shut up since he's been here. And this, like, three and a half minutes of silence is killing him. I he's can tell. Come back on that. But, <laughs> but I do have to say, this is, this is really, we're really excited to have him here. This is a guy, when we started this podcast and started talking about interviews, both of us right from the get go, he was one of the very first people we both said. We, we want to get on here. Absolutely. So, without further ado. Here we go. The the soon-to-be legendary, maybe, the Chase Blythe. Oh, thank God I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right. Okay. First off, um, 
does MC really stand for Master of Ceremony? I've always wondered what MC stands for. I don't know. For. I thought it was spelled E-M. I thought it was just MC. I've never known. Like it, Motorcycle yeah. Club? I mean, well, I could be a motorcycle they club. They do spell it E-M-C-E-E. -E. Right. So but there is such a thing as a Master of Ceremonies. That's not me. Which would be abbreviated MC, like the letter MC. I don't know. We're going to Google this. I think we should Google it. I mean, not right now. Because Eminem says he's an MC, and I don't know if that means master. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, well, in the latch. We will have an answer for you next week. Possibly. Possibly, if if we uh, if we remember, which is doubtful. Yeah. We're taking call-ins, so we have a phone. Everybody call in and tell us what MC's. Yes. There's no What's call What's your number? Phone. Please join in. <laughs> well, they, they can call uh, you. On our live, previously recorded you. episode. Yeah, so, man, it's it's good to have you here. Um, we caught you just in the nick of time because I know um, Matt was saying that you're getting ready to be traveling some. Yeah, I've got to go. I've got to hop on a big metal bird Wednesday and head to Fort Worth for two days, and then I'll be back Friday home for a week, and then I'll leave again to go back to Fort Worth for a week, go stay at Cody Webster's for a couple weeks, go to Georgia for a bullfight, come back to Fort Worth, and then – after April, that would be all of April, and then May, I've got some deals back here that I've got to come back to, and then start my summer run and traveling. And man, busy, busy. Wait, man. that was just April. That was just April. Wow. wow. Okay, so I'm glad we got you here. Yeah, now, we're for in the sure. nick of time right now. We wouldn't have talked to him till next year. So you mentioned Fort Worth. I've got to ask: Have you ever been to the Old South Pancake House right there in Fort Worth, not far from the stockyards? I don't even know what that is. Just trust me. The biscuit bar, the biscuit bar is where it's at. Okay, I might have to try that next time I'm out there. But, but I, I, I'm just promise. While you're out there, look up the old South Pancake House. Go there and get one of their German pancakes. You will call me, and thank me. I saw Mr. T in there when I was doing a rodeo out well, in Fort Worth Mr. last T year. Loves German pancakes. By God, I'm not German, but I will take one. Old South is Mr. T approved. If that's not on their slogan, it should be. Um, I've got a picture of him in there at the Old South Pancake House from last year when I was out there uh, doing a few shows in South Lake. But try it out. You'll like it, I'm sure. Their slogan should be, if it's good for Mr. T, it's good for me. Oh, yeah. that's wow. You just that's awesome. You I just come it. up with that. Are you a carpenter? Because you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, see, you have the gift of promotion and marketing, which is one of the reasons you're so frequently in Fort Worth because you're you're out there doing doing video things, correct? Yeah, I'm actually doing all the video work for the Ultimate Bullfighters this year, which is a freestyle bullfighting league that originally started back in 2008 around North Carolina, and then it went away for a little bit, and then in 2020 it was brought back, and the last couple of years it's kind of just exploded. Really taken off. Now, now Luke, Luke took... Luke took over all that, correct? So Luke was actually one of the originators back in 2008. Luke Kaufman, Chad Dallison, and Cody Brown were the originators of it. So when it come back, those three guys started it back up, but Cody Brown ended up kind of stepping out, and J.B. Mooney stepped in. Oh, okay. Nice. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember when it started. There was another one, too, the UBF and... Bullfighters Only. Yeah, yeah. the BFO. Yeah. Um, now... Yeah, you did some stuff with the BFO too. That's correct? where I that's where I originally started freestyle bullfighting was in, with the BFO. The first camp I ever went to, actually, the first bullfight I ever went to was just an open bullfight in 2017 in uh, Galveston, Texas. Okay, and 
I drove 17 hours by myself. Nobody knew who I was. They said I was from Oklahoma and <laughs> I called for a bull by the name of Igloo that was supposed to be the refight bull because nobody wanted to fight him because he had a reputation of just just being a cutting off bull. And I ended up, I walked out there and I was like, I got the black bull, right? And they're like, no, you've got the white one. I was like, I thought he was the refight. And I was like, oh, well, he's yours. And I was like, okay. So I Great. called for him. I made a round with him and. He cow kicked me in the stomach up underneath my vest and knocked me to the ground. And I proceeded to throw up in the arena and <laughs> went back to the bull and jumped him and fought him for like a good another 10 seconds and whistle blew and I threw my hat and jumped out and drove 17 and a half hours back home by myself and my little Ford Ranger and with a stomach ache, with a stomach ache and my pride hurt. Did you win any money? Oh no, I barely had enough money to get back home. <laughs> you got to pump and run a few times, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in the hotel room and I was just like, I've got 150 bucks. If I stop here and get $20 of gas, I can get this far. If I stop here and get 20 more dollars of gas, I can get this far. If I might run out of gas in Greenville, South Carolina. I guess I can get somebody to come pick me up. Well, <laughs> now $20 will only get you the next gas station. Oh, yeah. So let's been, go, Brandon. I'd have been yeah, stuck in throw that in. And, um, Louisiana. Oh, God help you. I about said Florida, but Florida's not. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Definitely no. not. Um, so, you know, that was, you mentioned that was kind of your start with the BFO and the freestyle stuff. So let's go back further um, to you really getting started. Um, a lot of people in this area at least know, you know, you're Ronald Bly's son. A lot yeah. of people around here, you know, Ronald fought a long time around here and and, you know, people like Jason Brumley and Jerome Davis, they, you know, they'll tell you back when, when he was young, he was probably the best bullfighter in this part of the country. Definitely one of them. Um, so you, you kindly come by. And I believe your grandpa was a rodeo man as well. Yeah, he was a, I think he was a bulldogger and did a little bit of rodeo clowning and stuff like that. And then his brother did a lot of rodeo clowning. Gary right. Blythe, who also owned bulls. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, he used to have some, some good stuff. Oh yeah, I used to love going to rodeos where he brought bulls because they were always, always going to be good bulls and mean, mean as a snake. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. First, first place I ever fought bulls was at Gary Blythe's house. Oh really? Yeah, and he don't really, you know, when you're starting out, you kind of want to hang at the panels. He ain't got no good climate panels. <laughs> no, you're in there. You're you in there, panels. no matter what happens. So. When you, you did you was bullfighting what you always wanted to do, or were you interested in other rodeo things, or, or what? Uh, originally, my mom tried to keep me away from it when I was younger. I played a lot of baseball and football and stuff like that. And then right I, when I was about, which I was always went to rodeos and stuff. Went to a lot of Jason Roberts rodeos when I was yeah. little, and then uh, when I was probably eleven, twelve years old, I was like, I seen my cousins Corbin and Doug. They were riding steers, and I was like, you know what? I try to. I want to try to ride steers and I got on like two or three and got stepped on and drug around the arena all three times. And I remember we were at Bobby Bowman's getting on some practice steers and I got on like maybe two or three there and I'd hit the ground every time. And my dad looked at me and he was like, well, how'd you like it? I said, this hurts. I was like, I'd rather fight bulls. And he was like, all right, we can make that happen. And I think I was about 13 years old and uh, we went over to the Circle G Arena where they do a lot of the NCYRA steel. Yeah. And Josh Gallagher, he had this uh, this bull that he had got from JB, and he was a it's a little calf, a little orange calf, one twelve. And um, <laughs> he ended up. My dad was like, he's like, all right, you want to fight bulls? He said, go make a move on him. 
I didn't have no protection, no nothing. I was in tennis shoes out in the middle of this big old arena. And I was like, all right. And, I mean, I knew from watching footage and stuff of the old Wrangler bullfights and stuff, I was like, oh, you throw a fake and stuff like that. Right. Around them. And I walked out there, and this calf, he come after me, and I just stood there, and he went come straight towards me, and I threw a fake to the left and stepped to the right and caped him. And that was the first bull, first move I ever put on a bull. Was really? Actually a cape. And as the years went on, I proceeded to realize that that's not going to happen every time, and I'm going to get run over a lot. <laughs> Quite a few times. Take it a few years after that, that same 112 bull. Me and Chase were fighting at the old NCYRA, and yeah. uh, the rider was gone. There was no need to, to do anything to this bull. We were fine. We could have let him go. No. Chase was not happy with that. Chase decides, hey, I'm going to go step to him. Well, Chase gets in a bad situation. I say a choice word. I say, well, I'll go get him off of him, I guess. Chase never got hit, by the way. He just got in a bad situation, kind of got hung up in the circle, whatever. Well, I went in to pull him off Chase. He lined me out like you read about, and I tried to fake out of it. No, sir. His his horns were probably, what do you say, three foot each side? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, he took me down, and he had his way with me. So, Did Chase come to your rescue? Uh, Probably. I don't remember a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a picture from that day of uh, with I was making a round with that bull in my hands. Like, I've full-on grabbed a hold of his head, yeah, and he, somebody actually took that and made a drawing out of it, and I've got it above my on my wall. Oh, home. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it all started for you at the NCYRA. NCYRA. Um, you know, we're kindly talking about it. You did a lot of cowboy protection. Um, do, do you still do much of that? Oh, yeah. Do you, oh, okay. Because I, I know it seemed like there for a while, we, we did a lot of the same shows together. You you fought at a lot of shows I was announcing, and then you kind of got more into freestyle stuff. Um, so I wasn't sure how much of the, the protection side of things. Yeah, you still I mean, did. I still do a lot of protection stuff. Just, I mean, uh, that's the that's the thing with bullfighting on the east coast if you want to go anywhere if you want to if you want to be seen if you want to have your name known you know you you have to freestyle and a lot like cody webster will tell you the same thing like if you're out there in texas and you're protecting or whatnot or somewhere on the west like yeah you know you can get known pretty well by them guys but if you're right. on the east coast i mean it, it's extremely hard so you have you have to freestyle, and that's what a lot of guys don't understand. Well, right. What blows my mind is the talent on the East Coast with bullfighting. Yeah, it's always been. I mean, you've got some hands down some of the best bullfighters live on the East Coast. Um, but let's talk about what do you prefer? Do you do you like freestyling better than protection? Because I've seen you do both, and and you can't really tell a difference. I mean, you can't tell which one you like better. I mean, I guess is there more money in freestyle? I mean, I mean, uh, for a while there wasn't, but now, I mean, nowadays, I mean, shoot at, at the PBR finals uh, for the UBF, which is the, one of the reasons I'm going to Fort Worth is that we're having qualifying rounds for the PBR finals right. this time. The past two years we've had something at the PBR finals. It was just a, you know, they invited the top guys to come to that and then compete for the money. So this year we're actually going through rounds of, you know, you've got to qualify to make it to the PBR finals. And at the PBR finals for us, it's a hundred thousand. Wow. Wow. hundred thousand nice. dollars. Added. <laughs> Lee, so, get my cleats out. <laughs> coming out Just of kidding. retirement. Just to, win, kidding. to win first, to win first at the PBR finals, you make 50 grand. Wow. 
and you get to, I mean, it's just stuff like that slowly growing and growing, but protection bullfighting to me is, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not so different, but man, it's just, it's fun. Like I I love protection bullfighting, but I also, there's something about one-on-one you versus the bull, just that. But I mean, in and of itself, I mean, it's the same stuff. You're doing the same stuff, but you're just having to, read the situation a lot faster when it comes to freestyling. Well, let's let's step back and talk about that. I know that's something we mentioned briefly when we were talking to Lee and Quinn. Um, what are what are some of the – you talk about reading the situation and there are some differences. I mean, what would you say are some of the key differences in, in your mindset and in your, your strategy maybe if you're freestyling versus doing protection? Well, man, um, you can – a lot of guys can cowboy protect and stuff, but it, it takes a certain type of person to want to call for a full-blooded Spanish fighting bull. And Right. I, I totally agree. Yeah. That's and, never in my repertoire. And it, and but man, you got excited when he said 100 grand. I did, but, I mean, we we used to freestyle calves all the time, but a uh, little bit different. A lot different. <laughs> I, I, I respect them guys. And the, and yeah. The bulls now that, I mean, that we're fighting are just, I mean, they're a lot bigger than they were back then and stuff. Right. They're not, they're, and they're bred further down the line now. So there's actually multiple people throughout the United States that breed these Spanish fighting bulls and they try to make the, you know, the most honest bull that you can possibly, you know, you can make. So a bull that just stays hooked up, you know, maybe blows by your fakes, comes back to you. Right. A couple of seconds, it doesn't leave you and take off and look at the crowd and look at everything that's going yeah. on and everything. So they are bred to fight. They're bred for one yeah. purpose, and that is to fight. And sometimes people think that that flank may slow them down or whatnot. Half the time, when I'm fighting one or somebody's fighting one, that flank will fall off. So that's why if I'm at a practice pen or something, and we're maybe we're freestyling some young bulls, some two year old bulls or something like that, like. No flank on them. Some people want a flank on them. Let's slow them down and be able to step around them and stuff. No, if you can't fight them without a flank, you shouldn't be fighting them. Yeah. Right. So you um, – I remember I, I said earlier about us doing some shows together, and I still remember you and Bland um, the first year I announced up there. Um, <laughs> when you got clipped doing the cowboy poker. Oh, and because what you what made me think of it was, you know, you were talking about how these bulls are bred to fight. And I think that may have been Gary that had bulls up there that year, and he turned one out, but it wouldn't stay hooked up. It would kind of, like, blow by yeah. and go on. And if I recall correctly, Chase tried to climb on the table yeah. and get its attention, and it got its attention. Yeah, and, I, was uh, on, I mean, I was standing on top of the table, and – I was like, you know, maybe if he comes, if he sees me on top of this table, I mean, he'll come to me. I'll just jump, see what happens. Maybe I'll clear him or fall, one of the two. And, and what happened? Well, I mean, he never he never really he never really come through that table. I actually had to step down off the table and I ended up picking up a chair and throwing a chair at him and hitting him in the head. Just like the WWE. <laughs> yes. Yes. And when I threw that chair, he did not like it. So he come <laughs> he come running straight at me and I took off running, jumped over this table, cleared the table, and he did the same thing. He did not go through that table. He jumped the table, come back and hit me right on the back of the head. And I thought I'd broke my neck. I hopped up and was like, God, that hurt. 
Well, you kind of came over there in front of the announcer stand. I could see the look on your face. I thought, dang, I, I don't know if he knows where he is right now. Yeah. <laughs> kind of made me mad. I don't take too kindly to being hit. I don't yeah. like being hit. <laughs> How rude of them. I mean, consider it. Well, I guess, can we jump right in after that? So you were hit, you were hurt. Let's talk about the injury that you, uh, you, it's taken you a little bit to heal from. Nine months. Uh, nine months. Um, what happened? Uh, tore my ACL. Had to have knee surgery July 4th. Right during the middle of the season. Yeah. Well, actually, July 9th, I had mm. surgery. I got hurt on June 18th at a bullfight. I was in the, uh, fought my bull good, won the round. It was everything was set. All I had to do was step out of the arena. And I just thought to myself, I was just like, you know what? Let's go big or go home. You know what? While I'm here, let's just do it. And I went running. And a lot of the times when I do this, it's called the mercy roll. And you'll run at the bull and you'll jump just in time and you'll twist, tuck and roll, roll down the bull's back, land on your feet, walk off. It's, it's awesome looking. Awesome. And, I, yeah. and I've seen it's you so cool. many yeah. a times oh, yeah. to, the, to the point where they should have called it the Blythe roll because Aaron Mercer <laughs> created the – Trick, no, right? No. No. So actually, so they uh, recorders do it in Spain. So mm -hmm. they do it. They don't wear no protection or stuff. And then a lot of times they don't touch the bull. Actually, Weston Rutowski was one of the first ones to do it in Salinas. Okay. okay. And then Mercer kind of brought it into him. And whenever he started, he they deemed it the mercy role because he did it after every single bullfight. Right, right. So Mercer being one of my best friends, he was like, you should try it. And I was like, all right. So I started doing it. And at that bullfight, I ended up mistiming the jump and jumped too late. And by jumping too late, I mean when I planted, the bull hit me. And I did oh. not get up off the ground. Oh. So he hit me. He actually hit me in the right side and flipped me up in the air, and I landed on the ground. And when I hit the ground, I guess my knee just extended quick enough to where it popped. Well, I hopped right back up, and I looked at the guy in the crowd that was putting the deal on. I hopped up. And he, I looked at him, and I was like, well, that was dumb. I was like, I don't know why I did that. And he goes, yeah, that was stupid. And I was like, okay. And then Luke <laughs> said the same thing over the intercom. And <laughs> I walked back there, and I, I did my winning interview. And uh, after that, there's, we're still like, I think, three more rounds of bullfights. And I went out there for every round and worked protection and pulled some bulls off of guys. And every, But every time I hopped down off the panels, my knee would shift. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that's not Something's not normal yeah, here. Something's not normal. And I even looked at my buddy Tucker, and I was just like, hey, I was like, hey, man, like, something's wrong with my knee. Like, I don't know what it is, but it keeps shifting. It keeps grinding, popping. Like, I don't know what's happening. And he was like, well, we'll look at it afterwards. So, deal gets done. We go out to Clemson, hanging out. Everybody's having a good time. And I'm walking around a little bit. And I'm like, all right, yeah, my knee's starting to really, really hurt. And we leave and go back to the hotel. And I limp up to the uh, hotel room and my buddy Noah Kreps, he's helping me get up the steps. And I walk into the room and I go to lay down. And I was like, dude, I was like, I don't know if I can fight tomorrow because the next day was championship Saturday. Mm -hmm. And he ended up, he was like, he was like, well, let's put some ice on it and stuff. And we'll give you some ibuprofen. You should be good tomorrow. I was like, okay. So I wake up the next morning. And I, it took everything I had to get over a four inch curb on the side of the road. Like my buddies had to pick me up and carry me into the Longhorn. And I had to call and be like, Hey, like, I can't compete tonight. Like, there's no way I can compete tonight. And I ended up having to drive back home, went to the doctor, and they were like, yep, you tore your ACL. And I was like, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. 
because but, you were doing you were top top four uh uh top top five so i placed fifth in the world in 2020 one second at the world finals yeah and i remember you you were on fire going into your injury mm-hmm. and uh yeah. I, I hated to see it and i didn't realize it was going to take this long for a recovery yeah but um so you're this is your comeback year you talked mm-hmm. about your schedule coming up what are are you going to focus on protection this year to kind of slow things down or are you going to jump right back into freestyle oh, no, I'm gonna jump right back into freestyle <laughs> i love I'm gonna, it i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna do both like Webb told me, he was like, dude, he's like, once you're cleared, he's like, there's no reason to just work your way back into it. He's like, you just you just need to do it. So that's why I'm going to his house for a little bit, and we're just going to fight cattle all week long, every single day, and fight some fight some cows and stuff, and then work my way up, start fighting more bulls, and hopefully be able to compete for the um, hundred grand at the PBR finals. Well, nice. I'll tell you what, you looked good the other day at the practice pen over at stands. I, I thought, man, this – for nine months off, I know you were a little hard on yourself, but you know, sitting on the panels watching, I thought you looked great. And I saw like one video up. of it, and uh, it was entertaining. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, you. Uh, other you than yelling some, at a, yelling at a few riders, uh, I think it, <laughs> you know, don't pull your own tail. Don't pull your I'm own pretty sure, tail. and I'm pretty sure Clint thought I was crazy because I was up on the panels just dying laughing because you stopped in the middle of the arena. And uh, I'm pretty sure he thinks I'm crazy because I just couldn't quit laughing. And Michaela Almond and me, we just we do not it. put a feather in your riding helmet. Please don't. But that's <laughs> that's I'm just throwing that hey, out there. That, that's their style, man. Nah, yeah. we, we got to do a, a rodeo style podcast where we talk about some of this nonsense and <laughs> I talk never... about let's talk about some rodeo style, <laughs> Mister Suit Jacket and Tie on a 95 degree day at a talk about rodeo. It. Talk about it. You need a well, good fishing shirt on. Yeah, I need a good fishing Tell shirt. Not at the Broken Crocs. Pipe Rodeo. Cro- you don't need you. No Crocs and a fishing shirt. shirt. Are you Crocs? Are you a Crocs guy? I mean, I don't. Not right now. I'm but... more of a hey dude kind of guy. I mean, I don't have Crocs because I don't like the. You know, I don't like foam on the bottom of my feet. I think it feels good. <laughs> okay, I feel like that's a. We'll just we'll, we'll jump. That was that. A, that was a weird thing to say, <laughs> yep. but. I did. I did learn my my lesson about the jacket. I, I wore a jacket one time at a rodeo. You might have been there down in Greenville. We did. It was like ninety eight degrees at start time, and like yeah, you well, thought that suit jacket thing. I, I thought. I mean, I had sweated through it, and by the end of it, I was like, "Dang, I'm starting not to feel good. <laughs> I'm going to pass out up here." Yeah. So I, I've given up the suit jacket when it's hot. I still got yeah. the tie though. Well, and the tie is classy. The tie is classy, very classy. classy. I'm going to break out both in Owensboro this weekend because we're inside, and I'm hoping it's air-conditioned I think inside. you should go full-on corduroy. Nice. <laughs> that way when you walk, nice. it goes <laughs> So I tried the suit jacket this weekend because I was indoors. Oh, did you really? Yeah, you know how long it lasted? Five minutes. Oh, I was going to say three minutes, so you okay. made it longer than I thought you would. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So so back to Chase. Yeah. We, we, we will, uh, this is not fashion week. We yeah. will table this conversation for a, a later podcast. Um, you mentioned a few minutes ago um, about some of the people you've you freestyled with and things like that. And um, the one guy, I'm not even going to try to say his name, who has like 17 letters in his last name. I'm going to guess you're trying to say Rutowski. That gentleman, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I, if I remember correctly, he was one of the really first stars of the freestyle, of the freestyle stuff. Correct. Like back in the day, wasn't he one of the first 
bigger names. Yeah, well, yeah, he was one of the bigger names back when the uh, the BFO really kicked off. And before that, he he, uh, I mean, there was a lot of just open bullfights and stuff. Yeah, like, like a couple small deals and stuff here and there. But when the BFO kicked off, he was one. Of, he was he was the guy, the all star, and he still is to this day. Right. Um. You know. So obviously, him. Um. I would imagine. Not not trying to put words in your mouth, but I would assume. Um, but who who are maybe some other people that that you kind of really look up to, current or or maybe past, dead and gone, whatever people yeah. that you look up to as as like man, that's that's what a bullfighter is. I mean, a lot of my buddies nowadays, but guy, I mean guys like Cody Webster, Dusty Tuckness, Nate Justice, Nathan Harp, like all, all those guys, Weston Rutowski, for yeah. instance, um, Tanner Zarnetsky, like he was one of the really really good ones. And I mean, he still is now he does a lot of protection stuff with the BFO. Like he's the BFO protection guy. And, but I mean, guy, I mean, guys nowadays that I love watching like Aaron Mercer, Chance Mormon, Knox Dunn, Dakevis Jordan, Noah Kreps, Austin Ashley, Trent. I mean, I just go goes, on and on. The yeah. list could go on forever. Like that's the thing about freestyle bullfighting is a lot of guys have their own style. Right. And just, I mean, Justin Josie, he was one of the, mm-hmm. one of the guys too, like one of my good buddies and, he told me one time he was like, you know, if you could, if you could pick one thing from a hundred bullfighters and make up your own style, he said that's bullfighting. That's that's how you come up with your own, your own little deal and stuff. And that's one thing I love about freestyle bullfighting is everybody has their own style. Nobody has a set style. Right, right. What are what are some of the things um, that you would say are your trademarks? Things that that make the way you do things unique? Um, I mean, a lot of the moves are the same, but I kind of like, I like to mix up the way I throw my back fakes. So if I throw a back fake, I'll wait on a bull, wait on a bull, and then I'll throw one and then kind of throw my leg and look at the bull. And a lot of people, they just, they hit that back fake and spin out of the way. Right. I like to just kind of stand there and I don't know, it looks cooler, but yeah. I also do do the other, the other type and, then there's, I mean, there's also showmanship and freestyle bullfighting. So pumping up the crowd, you know, and I'm a firm believer that you earn crowd points. Like if you can oh, get yeah. the crowd involved and get that crowd cheering more than likely. I mean, if that ch- crowd starts cheering a lot higher them judges points are going to go up a little bit. Up a so little bit. I try to set myself apart and pump up the crowd and ended up, uh, I kind of do my own thing at the beginning of my bullfights or whenever I'm introduced, I'll kind of do the whole, it's like the, a mixture uh, of Ric Flair and uh, Ray Lewis type deal. And there's actually people know me by that. So I was at a convention one time in Fort Worth and I was walking around and this little kid comes up and he sees Knox and he was like, Hey, I watched you at the bullfights and everything. Like I, I know you and, uh, he sees me and he's like, yeah, I know you too. And he, you're that guy who does the woo. And he, <laughs> he did it in the middle and I was just like, yep, that's me. Well, Chase, Throws chairs and woos like Ric Flair. Yeah. Have you ever watched wrestling before? Actually, yeah, I watched yeah. wrestling a lot growing up. That was actually when I was when I was like probably ten years old. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a Adam's favorite wrestler's Chris Spears. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go there. That's a story. Yeah, yeah, we won't go there. It's probably good that you decide to bullfight because you know I've seen a couple professional wrestlers like 
up close and personal, and they're a little bit larger than you. Listen, if I was going to be a professional wrestler, I would train to just be absolute. I've all that's all I've always wanted to train to just be huge. But I can't be huge and fight bulls and be a bullfighter. Yeah, yeah. but I've always just wanted to train just to be absolutely enormous, just big enough to walk down the street and everybody yeah. go, okay, get out of his way and don't mess with him. Right. right. Well, you know, like Ray Mysterio Jr. He's not necessarily like height wise. I mean, he's jacked. Yeah. But he's short. I can't remember how short he is, but uh-huh. maybe and you're agile. So maybe you could get into uh, Yo, some I, wrestling. Yeah, I could throw an atomic elbow off the top rope or something. <laughs> there you go. You could like spin this bullfighting thing into your wrestling persona. Yeah, I could do it. That would be cool. Act like you're coming off the ropes and then run towards one. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That throw your timing off. Do though, a maybe. flip over him. That'd be cool. Do like a fake. Yeah. Like you just like you would fake out a bullfight. I think we're on to something. I've here. seen more ridiculous things in wrestling. Can we not, that, let's so. not blow his knee out first thing, like trying to get him to do stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. Up here at the uh, <laughs> yeah. at the American Legion in Lexington. Yeah. Please don't. And for a fan of night. 37 people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's um that's pretty interesting. Um <laughs> and we got we got company now. I thought he wanted to say something. Briar's running around. I thought he wanted he just, to. He just got off the tractor with Uncle Lee. He's he's uh he's happy. I saw him bringing you uh, trash earlier. Yeah, I don't. You've know. got a nice col- bottle collection nice there. Collection of trash. That's nice. Um, so another thing that you're big into, and we've kind of touched on it already, but you're a video man, and it's um it's something you've done for a while. But I know, especially while your injury's been going on, you've really that seems to have really taken off for you. Oh yeah, it gave me kind of an avenue to you know be creative and um, still be involved in rodeo and bullfighting and stuff like that. And, um, it's kind of led to more jobs and more jobs and stuff. So it's kept me busy while I've been out. And right. Um. So you, it's it's promo videos. Yeah. So like promo yeah. videos, commercials, like hype videos, like anything and everything really. Like I'm wanting to. We've got a lot of stuff planned out this year in the UBF. A lot of a lot of neat video stuff that we're going to do and um i've actually always kind of had an idea of doing uh what i call kind of a film kind of called east coast legends and it's about like maybe people you've never heard of on the east coast nice rodeoed and kind of made their way out there or even people you've heard of like keith isley jerome davis you know even harold miller like jason brumley like You've got to have Harold Miller. Yeah, you got to have. Her. I yeah. mean, like, that's, don't that's do some, it without that one. No. It, no, I mean that. There is probably, especially when it comes to bucking horses, there is no more legendary East Coast, yeah, guy than than Harold Miller. That guy's incredible. Yeah, um, that would be really neat. And you want to do like a full length documentary? Yeah, full full on documentary, or even uh, just like a little short film type deal. Yeah, I like it. And I you mean, are cool. you are the video guy for ubf yeah yeah I, I do all their video work now so when you get back to fighting how how's that going to work i'll have somebody contracted out to be able to film for me and hold the camera while i'm in the arena and then afterwards i'd go back and i'll edit all the footage and put it nice. together and finalize the product that's pretty cool i've seen you um i can't remember where it was at i was at a show that you were before your injury i think you were bullfighting there and you, you had your little camera out doing some stuff and i saw oh. it later on on instagram um, i think it was at lone hickory arena a show going on up there maybe. that you were doing something i think maybe it was for somebody that you were doing it for but i can't remember but i saw the video later on youtube and i'm like it's amazing the way 
you made everything look. Yeah. The music well. and the and the footage, it, it's, he's crazy with it. It's yeah. I, I, I enjoy them. And I, I, I was myself. there, and I was even like, yeah, wait, wow, I, I would love to be there. Oh, wait, I was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think my stuff now is blows that stuff out of the water because that was with a different camera, and I didn't know as much as I do know now when it comes to filming and editing and stuff yeah. like that. And So nowadays, I feel like my stuff it's, blows that out of the water. But it goes beyond just filming and editing. I know... Um, I don't know if you're still doing it, but I know you used to do like logos and posters yeah. and you made some awesome logos and posters and things like yeah, that. Yes, I, st I still do that. I actually just made a, um, a couple posters and advertisements for a bullfight that we're having in uh, Al Al Alban, Alban, Nebraska, if I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know how to say it. I mean, they got a lot of weird names in Nebraska, but... <laughs> It's fair. I love yeah. a lot of Nebraska. weird people, and weird yeah. people like Nebraska. Nebraska ain't hey. nothing but trains yeah. and corn. There you that's go. That's all it is. You and the that? Cornhuskers football team. Yeah, that's it. Every, if you ask anybody in Nebraska, what's their favorite thing in the world? Corn. Corn. I yes. love corn. Yes, I, love, I, love I love to eat corn. I love to listen to corn. <laughs> I love everything about it. <laughs> I took a... I took a train through Nebraska one time. See, trains. Exactly. Train, you were right. Corn. You were right. It was through a cornfield, right? It, how did you know? Have you I, been there? <laughs> I heard about it. Yeah. But you're not wrong. Also, the world's largest feedlot is in Nebraska. You know what? Corn. Corn. Nice. Everything is about corn. Nowhere for feed because it's right in their backyard. You know and they, what? And, and they've got Warren Buffett. In Nebraska? Corny. Who told you? <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> Funny thing, we, we had a, I went to two, three bullfights in Nebraska, and we did one in the middle of a cornfield, actually. <laughs> like, did a bullfight, like, right, like, it literally in somebody's backyard. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And people came, coming in by the busloads. Like, you couldn't fit another person in this place. And wow. just shoulder to shoulder, people packed in, and it's, it's 30 minutes into the show. And there's still buses coming in with people. And I'm Through like, the where do field. all these people come from? Like, it's just, I mean, it's just a bunch of farmers and stuff up there right. who have a bunch of money. And they had a Calcutta and they were selling people left and right. I sold for like, wow. Yeah. I, I sold for like 150 bucks in the Calcutta <laughs> for my fight and was 88 and a half, both in a long round and a short round. So whoever bought somebody me, made some money. Somebody made some money. Nice. I bet the dirt was good, though. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Corn dirt. You trip Corn over any dirt. stalks? Yeah. No, you're um, good. Okay. We did steal some stalks, though. I mean, oh, I don't believe my that. buddies had never, a couple of my buddies there from like Call California and stuff. Uh, uh, be Alex McWilliams <laughs> and uh, Justin Joseph. So there They'd may never be an active warrant. Yeah. Okay. Out of Nebraska. Don't go to Nebraska. So Knox Dunn had nothing to do with that. Oh yeah, he had something. Okay, you just trying to save his. <laughs> yeah, him yeah, and Sage you. say both. Like we, they stole some corn stalks and. We were riding down the road, and a couple of them, there was like, I was like, you ever been in a cornfield? And they were like, no, I've never been in a cornfield. And I was like, pull over. So we pulled over. We hopped out, middle of nowhere, nothing but corn around us, went running through the cornfields and stuff, and just experiencing life. And we didn't have nothing We didn't have nothing to do that week. So we went to one bullfight at the beginning of the week. We didn't have nothing to do, so we took our time getting across Nebraska. We ended up, you know, may or may not have trespassed on a couple uh <laughs> Cornfields, couple, couple cornfields and train tracks, and jumped off a few train bridges into a into a, a river, and nice. had a grand old time. Went and played through some axes, and nice. Know, went Freestyle guys are crazy. They are. They are. I mean, legit. 
when in Nebraska, do as the Nebraskanians do. And the Nebraskanians do, yeah. Huskers. The Huskers. Do what the Huskers. The Corn do. Huskers. Yeah. I mean, that's even what they named their mascot at the yeah. University yeah. of Nebraska. It's all about corn. It's all about corn. Out there in Nebraska. 24-7. Their motto out there is shuck it. <laughs> He'll be here all week, folks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was also a Nebraska joke. It was yeah. corny. Yeah, it was a corny Nebraska but joke. Who cares? It's good. I, I it. laughed. Yeah. I, I, I chuckled at least. <laughs> I shuckled. <laughs> I shuckled. It was, pain, it was painful on my end. Yeah. So, so when is that bullfight coming up? Which one? The one in Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be April 30th. Are you going to be out there filming for it? Uh, probably. Either out there filming or entered. One of the two. Nice. Entered. So. Yes. So you, uh, we were talking about it a little bit before the show. You're, you're clear. Yeah. I am cleared. I went to the surgeon today and he checked out my knee and everything and he liked what he saw and started fitting me for knee braces and said I can get back into it. And he looked at me and he goes, do you think you could start with like a not mean bull? And I was like, <laughs> ah, in my profession, that's kind of not a thing. Yeah. That's not how this thing works. Yeah. That's not how this yeah. works. No. Nice. Well, I'm sure you're excited to get back into it. Oh, yeah. Um. Man, so it's been nine months that you've been out of it. Uh, is this the longest hiatus from oh, yeah. bullfighting you've since had since you started? I've never taken a break fighting bulls. Okay. Never taken a break. This is the longest I've had to, like, sit back and not right. do anything. But, I mean, I, you can tell that um, while you were down and out, you didn't sit around and eat Twinkies no, and, and like, get horribly out of shape. So, I, I would imagine it would be a lot easier coming back since you, you kindly stayed in shape and all yeah. that. Would you say you're in better shape? Because I, I oh, honestly I'm think you are. Oh, I'm in much better shape. Yeah, yeah, Way absolutely. better shape than I was fighting bulls. Absolutely. Because Chase Blythe loves CrossFit. Oh, okay, here we go again. <laughs> Well, yes. I do is. like CrossFit. CrossFit is, is very beneficial, even though you may not think so. <laughs> so, have you done we, CrossFit with the bum knee? Yeah, I've done CrossFit. Really? Yoga and a lot of weightlifting and running. And So, I did a workout the other day that was a CrossFit workout. So, I would wear a 25-pound weighted vest. I would run a quarter of a mile, do 10 squats with the weighted vest, run another quarter of a mile, do 20 squats, another quarter of a mile, 30 40, 50, 60, okay. 70, 80, so on, while running a quarter mile in between each right. interval, and you had a 25-minute time cap. And I okay. got uh, eight rounds and then 60 squats into the eighth round. So I had 20 squats left on that 20 minute, 25-minute nice. time cap. So that's, that's pretty when I was too. fighting bulls, I only got like six rounds. Oh, that's wow. Crazy. So you yeah. are in better shape wow. now than you were. Way better shape. Um, you know, it's funny. You were talking about yoga. Um, What's your favorite flavor? <laughs> of yoga raspberry raspberry, raspberry yoga, yoga. <laughs> frozen yoga or uh just regular old you know what i hate sweet frog i do i do not like sweet frog it you smells, hate sweet frog it's, it's, Look, it smells like a hospital in an old folks home oh come on sweet frogs. burnt marshmallow yoga is my favorite all right hate sweet frog yeah. golly i can't believe you'd say that more yeah. of a soft serve freaking kind of guy just go crossfit and delete, delete this and hates <laughs> and hates sweet frog he's golly i bet he voted for joe biden um anyway Don't say that, that was horrible <laughs> that was I, I felt a little bad after i said <laughs> it. Yeah. um but you know i was talking the other day i got a guy that i used to train with um he's a karate guy he was a military guy he used to do like um bare knuckle full contact karate stuff and you know he said that he started doing yoga recently and he said man he said i feel better now 
in my mid to late 40s than I did in my mid to late 20s doing it. He said that he said that has worked wonders for just the way he feels. And oh yeah, taking that's one thing that I never took a part in when it was when I was fighting bulls before I got hurt was the fact that you you have to let your body recover. And I was just working out, working out, fight bulls, work out, work out, fight bulls, just beating my body to death and and never really taking the time to stretch, use a foam roller, you know, get enough sleep and take actually take care of your muscles right and not just beat them to death because you think you have to and then rest three days before a bullfight and be like all right i'm ready to go yeah now my legs still hurt like my body still hurts so you introduced me to the foam roller in bland i'd never seen one before oh really and yeah yeah you showed it to me oh. up there um w- one of the times i was up there and it, it's wonderful have you ever used one matt uh yeah once a week at the gym I yeah they're foam roller. They are. I would get. They if are I great. You, I'd get on like everybody. Well, you can sometimes buy. Sometimes they're not available because they're being used quite a bit. But the whole yoga thing is funny. You say that. I'm. I'm actually looking into some beginner stuff. So yeah, uh, extreme at. stretching is what I'm going to call it. I'm not going to say I'm <laughs> yoga. I'm going to say. Or extreme you could do the DDP yoga, which I'm sure Chase being a Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond fan, Dallas Page. Yeah. Well, the karate guy. No, that's what he did. Mr. Miyagi. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wax on, yeah. wax off, paint yeah. defense. Yeah, paint defense. Um, check it on, check it off. He, you know, the, he swears by it. He says it's really good. Your dad swears by the DDP yoga. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. This he, is going to be a yoga studio when we're done recording. Oh, nice. It so, does. Uh, I mean, you know, it has potential if you take, as Chase called them, the goat stalls out of here. Yeah. These goats stalls, no. yeah, on concrete. We keep yeah, all our I'm goats inside, especially Chuckles. Old Chuckles. I don't have goats. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> Neither does Matt anymore. <laughs> or yeah. dogs. He so. used to have one named Chuckles and, that he was very fond of. I love him. I love him. I still love him. Yeah. <laughs> goats. He's got like 30 girlfriends now, but anyway. I thought about getting a ferret. <laughs> there was one at, at stands the other day. I love the pause that was yeah, followed by that. You'll tell you so, you're a ferret man. Do you remember? I don't even remember her name yet. Cassie. She used to run. She used to run some of those ARA deals. She came with the Hannah Reigns. Um, Cassie. Man, I can't remember. You'll, I, I have to text it anyway. So yeah, please don't say. I it. think it was Cassie something. Was yeah, she back but, in Texas. Yeah. yeah, man, I think a guy sang a song about that. But her and Dehanna and and both their boyfriends at the time were at a, a big barrel race in Ohio, and I can't remember the whole story, but somehow the next morning they owned a ferret, and it was really mean, and it, like, tried to bite them yeah, and stuff like that. And they, came, they met, like, in some – it was in Ohio, which everywhere in Ohio is sketchy. They met somebody in a sketchy parking lot somewhere and ended up with a ferret. It was kind of a weird story, but um, I'm going to have to get Speaking up. of a weird story, my neighbors have a chainsaw running, cutting something <laughs> down in the dark right now. What a time to be alive. <laughs> anyway. Well, this is Lexington for you. Exactly. Uh, people just using chainsaws and cutting down. Where are you from, tree. Adam? Harmony. Chase. To be more specific, <laughs> I'm Adam Stroud Trout from Troutman. Oh, Adam it's Trout. a lie. It's, it's a lie. <laughs> Lies. Can't He's in witness protection. Crap, I messed it up. <laughs> yeah, my real name is like Vinny. You don't look like a Vinny. Do Vinny? I not? Your real name's Vinny. Vinny, yeah. You know. I did not know that. See, I've been out no, in that. I, think we, should, I think we should go with Adam. You're Vinny with, from Troutman. Vinny from Vinny. Troutman, yes. I Vinny like Stroud. it. Troutville. 
Trout. That's between Troutman and Statesville. Yes. Home of the world's worst <laughs> baseball coach. <laughs> old Darby. Old Darby. Old fat Darby. Good man. Not a good baseball coach, though. Um, but anywho, yeah, you said you grew up playing sports. Um, speaking of baseball, uh, I mean, did you ever play a lot, or was it just you kind of got out of that once you got into God, no, the it's horrible. Oh, God awful. <laughs> I, I I played baseball for years. I hit two balls. Like I'm serious. I can tell you each time I hit a ball, both times I close my eyes. Were they yours? Never mind. They were thrown at me. <laughs> As in baseball they do. They throw a ball and I try to hit it. I missed every single time. Heck of an outfielder. Oh yeah. And played right field. Well you're Picked quick. You gotta be I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And you I got was, good depth perception, I, also, I would imagine, doing bullfighting. No, if I don't have my contacts in, I'm blind as bad. <laughs> I was also fat then. I wasn't fat. I wasn't skinny. Really? Until I got you, out of high were school. you fat? Oh yeah, I was fat until I got. I didn't out of high know school. that. You didn't see pictures of him? No. He, he's posting. I mean, I, I saw him when I met you. I mean, you weren't like as as lean as you are now, but I wouldn't call you like fat when I first met you. Thick. Don't Thick. put that as his picture. I know you're going to dig through those pictures <laughs> and put that <laughs> on podcast some, picture. Some Don't do that to him. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's funny. I was. Oh, yeah, I was. I was a thick boy when I was in. School. That boy thick, <laughs> boy, thick. With, with three C's. Three C's. With three C's. <laughs> my boy, I love to eat. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I got fat because my mom stopped. Well, I was skinny up until sixth grade, and I, I blame me getting fat on my mom because she ground me from playing sports because I, my grades were bad, and then I just sat home all summer and ate ravioli and SpaghettiOs out of the can. <laughs> And that raspberry yoga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, yoga gets you. See how it all spirals out of control if you let it get out of hand? Man. Yeah. Wow. So the moral of this story is? Don't eat ravioli. Don't eat ravioli. What do you eat, Chase? Uh, Chicken. Chicken, chicken rice, and if broccoli. It, yeah, if it breathes or it's green, I eat it. Love it. Yeah. I like that. That's that's pretty That's pretty simple. Pretty, pretty simple little yeah. diet to follow. But, you know, and I think um, that's something, too, I would imagine – that, I mean, obviously taking care of yourself is very important in this because, I mean, you look at professional athletes, and that's what these bullfighters are. I mean, they're 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 professional athletes. They're not. Hands down. Yeah. Don't question that. For sure. That. Do for not sure. question that. Um, you, you know, the life, not the lifespan, but the career span of, of most professional athletes is really not all that long. And you can lengthen it or shorten it really a lot depending on how you take care of yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, nowadays, a lot of guys, we work out and stuff, take care of our bodies. Back in the day, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. No, no. No, they weren't taking care of themselves. They was, let's go out here, let's mess with some bulls, and let's go to the bar and get drunk. Like nowadays, And then they would snort cocaine and be yeah, ready to rock and roll yeah, the next right. day. Stick their head in the clown barrel, snort a line, go back yeah. and fighting bulls. Like, well, you know, I, rem- I-, I read a book. Um, it was like a self-published book. I can't remember who wrote it. But it, it profiled like 20 bullfighters. And this was written like early 90s. So this is like the 70s and 80s. Um, and, and some into the 90s. Maybe it was written late 90s. So I remember like Leon Coffey was in yeah. there. That's one of the ones I remember. Yeah, Rex Dunn. Rex Dunn. Um, some of them. Boss, you know, but and it was just like a picture of them. And it had a little page or two bio about them. Really, really cool little book I found on Amazon. But the guy that wrote it said he remembered he was going into a hotel. And a guy came running by him. And I forget who it was. It was a bullfighter that he knew, you know, that he was working with. And he talked about how just I couldn't figure out why he was up running in the morning. Like, what's, what's this guy doing? You know, and he, he talked about in there how just back then it was very 
strange to see somebody yeah, out there like working out or something. Yeah, you know? it's like, what are you doing? You crazy? Go back to bed. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not one o'clock. You're yet. doing push-ups. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I remember when we did that show in Bland. You were up. You went running down the highway up there in Bland. Oh like yeah, I would. I'd go running a lot up there. I just, I'd still do that now. I just, I just take off running. There's a lot of things like with traveling and stuff too, like traveling by myself. I'll just, I'll just Jesus it and just walk somewhere. I, <laughs> I flew Jesus. in. I was wondering where <laughs> where this was going. Uh, I'll just no, I'm actually out here healing people. Um, but <laughs> but I mean, one time I flew into te- the Texarkana airport. And my buddy was going to come pick me up, yeah. and he was four hours behind. And I was like, well, I just go pick me up the Hooters. It's about three and a half miles down the road. I can walk that. It's a long walk with a big old with a big old bag of clothes and a rigging bag. Right. And I walked through a very sketchy part of town of uh, Texarkana and ended up <laughs> called uh, Texarkana. Ain't everything out there kind of sketchy? Yeah, it's it's. I end up walking behind the Popeyes and a homeless oh, person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would, yeah. When you see the Popeyes, <laughs> yeah, you know you're, you know Texarkana is where that was. <laughs> There was a homeless person like lay, laying up underneath a, a, an abandoned um, semi truck. And I was just walking by myself, just, and I, all of a sudden I hear, Where are you going? And I'm looking around real fast, <laughs> like, what, like, what's going on? And I hear, Down here. So I look down, and this woman's just laid up underneath this, up underneath this old abandoned uh, semi truck. And she, her head's cocked to the side. She's looking at me, and I'm like, I just start staring at her, and she goes, <laughs> What are you looking at? And I just take off running. I <laughs> yeah. didn't know what to do. I, just... I remember the first Popeyes I ever ate at. I was with Matt Merritt. He was doing a PBR at the James Brown Memorial Auditorium in Augusta, yeah. Georgia. Wow. And he had Damn. told me about this place called Popeyes they had down there in Luciana. And he's like, we got to get some. And um, I believe it was him that told me that it's going to be a sketchy part of town, I'm sure. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. But the sketchier the part of town, the better the chicken. Oh, yeah. True story. True story. Popeyes is good, but if you've never been to a Raisin Cane's. Raisin Cane's? I've never heard of that. I haven't either. That just shows you travel a lot that's more. It. <laughs> where, where, like, where do you find that? Yeah, you'll find Raisin Cane's more in like Alabama, Louisiana, okay. like Texas, Sweet. Mississippi, like that area down there. More out west and stuff they have them. But Raisin Cane's, is it's hands down the best chicken place and I, I'm a North Carolina guy that we have Bojangles right, right out of the Carolinas, but I think Raising Cane's blows Bojangles out of the wow. water. Speaking of Texas cuisine, I've already mentioned um, the Old South Pancake House, but there is a Bucky's oh, coming Bucky's. to South Carolina. I I love Bucky's. South Carolina. First time I ever went to Texas, I had, a, I had an ex-girlfriend that moved out there, and she called me. She's like, hey, fly out for the weekend. And um, it's like $120 round trips. I'm like, yeah, okay. And she's just outside of Dallas. So Sunday afternoon, I'm like, where are we going to go eat? She's like, let's go to Bucky's. And I was like, the gas station? <laughs> she's like, yeah. I said, I am not eating Sunday dinner at a gas station. And she said, just trust me on this. And we went in there, and their brisket. And I, I just remember walking in there. I could spend all day walking around Bucky's. Dude, Bucky's to me, if I had to describe Bucky's to somebody who's never been to Bucky's, Bucky's is a gas station, a Golden Corral, and a Hobby Lobby thrown together. Nice. Yeah. Well, I've yeah. never been, so I, uh, you've talked me into it. With a little, a little, a little, little bit, bit of Walmart. Yeah, a little bit of Walmart, a little bit of Dick's Sport Goods in there. Yes. Nice. I mean, you can buy deer corn, brisket, 
If and you, a sweatshirt. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can get that right down here to D and D. You want if you want beaver nuggets, you want some coffee. Uh, yeah. If you want a, a, a deer feeder and you want all your hunting needs and you want to furnish your living room, you know, go to Buckets. And kids' toys. I mean, oh, and they, and, and it's a gas station. You got to fill up on gas. They've too. got like their coffee bar. Like you can make any oh, kind yeah. of special coffee they drink. Got great coffee. They're um they're like soda fountain they got in there. I mean, it's massive. It's great. It, it's absolutely Bucky's is awesome yeah i i definitely love bucky's i actually have a bucky's christmas sweater i wore this year wow i love bucky's another thing i read that's coming to north carolina from texas is whataburger we have whataburger no like the texas whataburger no and no we have no. the there's supposed to be one opinion oh don't whataburger is trash oh, oh. <laughs> have you ever had a dr pepper milkshake no, I don't like Dr. Wow. Pepper. So I'm a Pepsi man, proud of the Carolinas. Hold them down. When I went to Texas to do that rodeo out there, I crossed into like like the Longview, Tyler, Texas area. First thing that was there was a water burger. I got me a large coffee, a double water burger, and a Dr. Pepper milkshake. It's the breakfast of champions. It was wow. like it was like five thirty in the morning. Dr. Pepper milkshake for breakfast? Yes. Why? Because I was in Texas. I can't have a milkshake for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or a snack. I left my milk with you, and it was very Are safe. Are you lactose and tannerite? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. He drinks the almond milk. Very tannerite. Yeah. <laughs> I've switched it up to oat milk now. So Really? Yeah, I've left the almond milk on. Uh, just, we're doing oat milk now. So. Got a better flavor? No. It no. still tastes like it's trash. Horrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... It's uh, you eat a brownie with it. It is what it is. <laughs> you eat a brownie, but we have it. we have Waterburger here. Yeah, but it's different. Yeah, it's, different it's very different. It's North Carolina Waterburger. I grew yeah. up on North Carolina where we. Oh have yeah, yeah. Tater sticks. Yeah, yeah. I love tater. Yeah, sticks I do like the Waterburger here, but I'm I'm a big fan of the one in Texas and the In and Out. I've never that, been to In and Out. In and Out's pretty. It's I just, think that's more of a California thing. They have them in Texas. Like it. I'll just be real. And maybe it's from. In, have you never heard seen the In and Out before? No, really? Yeah, we don't have them here on the East Coast. No. Yeah, there's a lot more on the West. Like, you know, I've only been to North Carolina and surrounding states and yeah, Wyoming. You need, you need, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you oh, got to. Florida. Go. Dude. I've been to Florida. So then I've been through Georgia because I drove. Yeah, but other than that. Wyoming's no. my favorite place. Wherever you go, don't go Mine to Ohio. Too. Ohio's a horrible place. I, I hate Ohio. I, have, I care nothing about Ohio. Sure. I've got to go up. I'm supposed to go up there in May. Yeah. And I'm. Enjoy it. <sighs> I hate Ohio. Yeah, well, how do you feel about Ohio, Chase? I have a couple friends in Ohio. I like Ohio. Who, if I had to you want me to describe Ohio, that, like by all means, yeah, please. <laughs> Buckeyes and Amish people. Yeah, that's, that's Ohio. And ghettos. Every major city in Ohio is a ghetto. I think every every major city and everywhere has a ghetto. You know, I've been to some <laughs> cities true. that, like, even though I'm not that's like a they city call it person. The inner city. Salisbury is a ghetto. Yeah, Salisbury yeah. is a ghetto. <laughs> Most places you go, you're like, there's something redeemable about this place. There is nothing redeemable about any city in Ohio. I mean, yeah, you're trying you, to think of something. Right, He's but, trying, yeah, and he but, can't. Yeah. I'm trying to name a place in Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati. Oh, gosh, Cincinnati. Lord have mercy. I don't know. That's, that's the I, only town hey, in I like Ohio, Cincinnati I mean. better than Cleveland. I've never been to Cleveland. Don't. Yeah. You, you won't like it. No. Hey, one of the unless you like drugs and gang violence, no. it probably ain't. <laughs> Sounds your like thing. a great time. Yeah. There's not many yoga studios there no, in Cleveland, so no. you probably wouldn't be down for it. But there are no sweet frogs. Oh, so I love it. You would like that. We do have a transplant from Ohio that's now 
playing. You know, he's he says he's from Statesville, North Carolina, but Eli Vassbinder is actually oh. from Ohio. So uh, yeah, I, know. I see him quite a bit. He lives right over near me. Yeah, and he he don't claim Ohio. He's he is from Statesville, North Carolina. Statesville, North Carolina. I'm like, yeah, but I'd have done the same thing. We appreciate you. <laughs> when he first moved down here, by God, he was proud to be from Ohio. Yeah, and he talked like it too. Yeah. It's still there. The accent's still there, but he's getting better. He's a North Carolinian now. Yeah. He is. We'll take um, him though. Yeah. We'll take him. You know, and it is kindly funny. He came down at about the same time. You know, there at one time right here, you you know, you had all the zebra bull ridings here through the summer. You had Tuesday night over at Boyce's. You had Abington, Virginia on, was that Wednesday night? Uh, Carousel Farms Thursday. No. Raptor K was Thursday. Raptor K was Thursday. You had Carousel Farms on Tuesday. Stagall's Sunday. And I think Abington was Monday. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. All week long. But, I mean, you could rodeo almost seven days a week during the summer around here. And never drive more than a couple hours from Statesville. So there, at one time, you had all kinds of people moving from a lot of different places to come to Statesville to rodeo. Yeah. Now there's nothing. I mean, now now we've got like uh, this year, Hunter Denning has his deal down in Benson. He'll have every other Tuesday, and uh, Jerome will have his Wild West Wednesdays every other Wednesday. So yeah, I mean, really, those are the only weekly deals going on. I mean, right. I mean, during the winter, there's King and there's I mean, stands is still going on. So. You got Pickens down there in South Pickens, Carolina, yeah. which that's about two hour ride, not too far. But yeah, it's man, it's changed. Yeah, it's it's not like not like it was no nope. seven eight years ago, maybe a little bit longer, maybe ten years ago now. But it's uh, it's definitely a lot different. Yeah, a lot different. Um, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. It's not a good thing. I wish no. the the city of Statesville really screwed Boyce Knox. Yes, they did. And, and Boyce bent over backwards. If you, if I've ever seen anybody bend over backwards to try to have an event and and keep that coming in, he he tried right. everything he he could to keep that going. And I tell everybody, uh, that's why I moved. I'm just kidding. That's not why I moved. <laughs> but um, yeah, that really. When did you live in Statesville, Matt? I lived in Troutman. Okay. When, I, with you, remember? You, lived <laughs> you, in you never you lived, lived with me. No, um, you were right down the road. In that, that was that was weird. So that no, was, we have that never was lived our Thursday together. night thing. Everybody yeah. from everywhere went there Thursday night, and then they just killed it. Yeah. So. Yeah, sure enough, they did. It was – man, that was the spot to be on Thursday. You'd pull in there at Boyce Knox's, and there'd be a line up a mile long to get in that place. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy, too, when you look at the talent that passed through there. Not just bull riders, but, I mean, Luke Kaufman. Yeah. Was there every Thursday. Matt Merritt clowned it every they week. They killed it, man. They and, made the show. Yeah. And, I mean, you think about it now. These are guys that you see on television out there. And we in Statesville got to see them for $5 every Thursday night. Yeah. And um, it, it was so cool. And a lot of – and the writer, J.B. Moody, Shane Proctor would drop in there on Thursday night. Um, I'm trying to remember who fought Bulls, the – I know the first did. Jones, Miles Jones. Yeah, uh, I remember Robbie Miles. Revis, Robbie Revis. Remember him? Uh, did you ever fight over there at Rafter K? No, it was ended before. before was, I mean, he was, he was coming. Time. Yeah, I never, I'd never been over there to Rafter K. The okay. only time I ever been over there was for um, a friend's wedding, Boyce's daughter's wedding. That's yeah, one of the that time, and then I went over there a couple times to when JB had some bulls over there at Boyce's and they bucked bulls and right. over there fought bulls and stuff over there, but. Other than that, I, it was really been over much. it was the spot, and then you know also Tyler Brown announced it for a while. Yeah, yep. 
you know, and it's just, it's just wild. And Eugene Fowler clowned at some and, mm-hmm. and all those people who are doing bigger things now and are, and are pretty well known. They all came right there from the little old rafter, rafter K arena States right there in Statesville. That's right. And when, when it was still in Boyce's backyard, not under the shelter, the old 84 mm-hmm. lumber shelter, Carson Davis actually yeah. announced it. And that was, I believe that's, that's the last I mean, he announced right up until he passed away. That yep. was like his yep. last – some of his last shows that he did was right there. Yep. And he, he'd been around it for a long time. Absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. I remember that that was definitely the spot to be on on Thursday night. And for $5, the entertainment, you, yep. you couldn't beat it. Um, we Man. still have Stagall's right now on Sundays. Yeah. First one kicks off next week. Sunday? Yep. First weekend in April. Not First weekend Sunday, of April. Nice. Yeah. I knew it was coming up yeah. coming up pretty soon. I, I've never made that one all that often. Um, but every time I've went, me and you went down there. I think that was the only time I was there last year. Me Fourth and you July. went. We went. Was it was Fourth of July? I don't know. I don't know. I was no, I was in Tennessee, I think, there during the Fourth of July. Yeah, a lot of yelling there. and loud music. Yeah, I don't think I was there. But nonetheless, it was um yeah, it was it was packed out, and it's crazy how long they've been doing it. That place is always packed out. Yeah, that place stays packed out. Um, are you are you going to be fighting there much this year? Yeah, um, I'm going to be doing quite a bit over there when I'm home. Nice, because Lee Faree was doing it, but of course he, as we talked about on the other podcast, he retired. He retired. And he's now babysitting full time. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't he's hear nobody the crying, Benfield so personal yeah. babysitter. <laughs> I don't hear nobody crying, so we're good. Who else is fighting over there? Is Landon? Landon. And Quinn. Okay. Quinn will be. Yeah. Quinn. Will be okay. I didn't know um, I didn't know if Landon was still fighting or not. For some reason, I had in my head that he. This is his last year. He's claiming this is his last year. Okay. He says he's, that. He's still got many years left. So did Lee. Yeah. But uh, I, I believe Landon, I, I think he's going to hang it up after this year. And okay. Raise his family. I think you know, I think he says that, but at the same time, I was talking to him, and he was like, man, I I don't know if I if I can quit because I, I mean it's just it's just fun like yeah I, I bet he'll do he'll still do like some small deals and stuff like yeah, that like absolutely well you know who else Tyler Fur yeah this will be his last year he's getting married he's like done he he posted on Facebook that his deal at King last week was his last deal I think yeah I think he meant that was his last uh, deal he was going to be doing in King. In King in okay King. Yeah. well because I had heard he was doing it at the end of the year then I saw that and I was like. Yeah. I wow. Think, I that's. Think he means, I think he means that. But that's good. Day. These guys are going out on top, though. You know, you don't like I say. You don't want to be asked yeah. to leave. You want to leave on your own. And right. Tyler's had a good career, and I, his career started at, at Boyce Knox's in Statesville. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's had a good career. He's just he's getting married, and um, you know, he's got a little boy coming up. Which obviously, I was there Saturday night. That little boy's gonna fight bulls. I mean, you you can tell already. So um, he's just gonna step back and be a coach, I guess. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, he's got his brother Christopher. That's another one that really was one of the first big names mm-hmm. in freestyle bullfighting. Um, he went out he went out west a long time ago. Him and Miles Jones, because yeah. they, they used to fight everywhere around here together. And that's I think Miles is fighting PRCA now a lot. And I, honestly, I don't really know what Chris is doing now. I haven't uh, heard from Chris in a while. Do what now? Woodworking. Somebody say something. Um, yeah, he, working he, wood. He's, <laughs> is he's he, taking is a break. Is he rodeoing? No. 
He ain't Should I ask why? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I just know he's not. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, he's living life, man. What he's a talent. living life. What a talent. And he's woodworking. Okay. Working a job. Wow. I guess, I mean, he just, if he, I mean, if that, if that hey, whatever. makes him happy, he's happy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever floats your yeah. goat, I guess. Do your thing. Woodworking. Wow. Okay. Even, yeah. yeah I'm just, yeah, we're all stunned, right? <laughs> we are. I, I definitely am. Um, but you know, Miles is doing the PRCA stuff out yep. there. Um, so yeah, Miles and man, Miles and Chris, they were at all the big shows around here. Th- those were the two. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about Landon. You know, you you used to fight with Landon yeah. a fair bit. Um, I know you did Bland with him a few times, and of course, you know, you said you're doing Stagals with him. Landon's Landon's been around a while, and I think he's another one that's really kind of like Lee that's really helped get a lot of these younger guys yeah, off and running. Yeah, And a lot of people don't know this, but Landon, I mean, he used to travel with JB riding bulls. I mean, Landon was – he was a heck of a bull rider. Even. Right. So he just made the transition to fighting bulls, and obviously he was good at it, had a good career at it too. So Yeah. JB likes to take credit for getting Landon started fighting bulls. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, JB. Yeah. yeah, sure. So, you know, we've is there anybody that um, you know, we we were kindly talking about with like Landon and Lee and things like that, um, you know, helping people get started. Is there anybody that you've that's kindly doing the bullfighting thing now that you really helped get going or that? Oh, and that you can say, man, look at them. They're doing good. I've, I mean, I've I never really mentored anybody. Yeah. Well, never really. I mean, I mean, I've had like, uh, Quinn and Gus and Alvin Parcel and Chase Trivet. They will, they'll, we'll get, we'll all get yeah. together and stuff and we'll practice and go over film and stuff like that. Cause to me, like if you, ain't, if you're just, if you ain't making somebody else better, you ain't getting better. Yeah. So that's why. I mean, I like having them guys come over there and at least, you know, practice yeah. once a week or once every other week. And we'll run the dummies. We'll talk about bullfighting and, and bullfighting and not just bullfighting, but, you know, stuff that you don't really learn about bullfighting around here. So I had to kind of go out west and learn from other people and stuff to be able to, you know, learn the professional side, the business side of bullfighting, the right. politicking side. So I try to kind of share it with those guys and stuff and. And I yeah. think that's something that's so important. I know we've talked about it on here, but, you know, none of us would be doing what we were doing if somebody didn't take the time to, to help yeah. and to teach. And, man, it's it's good when you see people that are actually going somewhere and that are doing something that still take time to help people out who are kind of coming along behind them because a lot of people don't have that attitude. No. Yeah, and they, them boys are giving you credit, by the way. I mean, I, I talk to them quite regularly, and they, they do give you a lot of credit for helping them. So. Well, without – I almost want to say a name, but I'm not going to. Our old crackhead friend, Jr. Yeah. Um, he told me that he was the one that taught you how to fight bulls. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Don't ask. Jody Robertson. Just say no. He told me. He's like <laughs> – We're not going to throw out yeah. names, but yeah. here's his yeah, name. Here he I mean, you know what? I don't care. He, I mean, he straight up told me. He's like, yeah, Chase Blythe, I, I'm the one that taught him how wow. to fight bulls. I got him his first shows and his first stuff and – you, anything you want to say, or you just want to move on? By all means, man. Do you? <laughs> yeah. You want to give a shout out? No, okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that guy, that yeah. guy. 
But um, you know, we are creeping up on an hour and a half. Um, exactly. So we're we're going to have. Wait, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this, like you do at the end of all of them, as we kindly start to wind down this episode. Nice. He listens. See. See? You want me to close this one down? Yeah, you do it. I'm not trying to close yet. <laughs> no, I, but when give do, the man a I just, minute. I want, when I, when I we do, we'll do an alternate ending. I'll take over and do the ending, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if you like it better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, change your pace. Before you know? we do close out, any sponsors you want to thank? Uh, uh, well, I only got one. So, oh, who are they? Lane Frost Brand. Yes. Well, plug your. Uh, you have a podcast. Plug your. Podcast. I've got a podcast. The Road Monkeys Podcast is. Let me back up before you even get to that. I want one of them cool cups. Yeah. Cups. Your daddy's got one that it's got it's like a coffee cup, but it's like collapsible. Oh, yeah. It's the, uh, it's like, a, I don't know. Can I you mean, hook me up with one? I mean, maybe. Maybe. I need it. I need, <laughs> while we're recording, they I need all, a I definitive mean, answer. All, Bucky's has them. Go to Bucky's. They have, they have those coffee cups. They make, they got tumblers. They've got Give all kinds one. of stuff. Like, Give me one. I got to get some new stuff in from them. Okay. Well, when you do, t-shirts. just remember us. Yeah. Remember us little people yeah. when you, when you get some in. But they've also got hats and t-shirts. Yeah. And some really nice I'm hats. I'm a hat and t-shirt yeah. kind of guy. I don't yeah. drink coffee. So they that's got, cool. they got, they got necklaces, belt buckles, wallets, sunglasses, belt rain buckles. jackets, belt like, buckles, like with initials on them. No, that say Lane Frost World champion 1998 1997 or not, oh, no not 1997 I 1987 wait. yeah i, I was like wow hold on a second i was, I was doing the math in <laughs> 97 head. I was like, hold on <laughs> yeah so that's uh um yeah they do make a lot of nice stuff i, yeah. I see their stuff and then they're stuff good people they're good stetson frost he runs that and they originally started running that business out of their garage so oh, wow and that's how I got started. Just, I mean, just like just this, like, like us, right out of the garage. And it was just, it was just Stetson and his wife doing it. And awesome. um, so now they've actually built a big warehouse that they do everything. Out Man, of. that's but cool. It's 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 a really nice place, and they've got a documentary coming out that everyone should look, you know, look forward to. And it's got it's called the Lane Frost documentary, and it's okay. got I'll they interview, watching. yeah, they interview, you know, um, Kelly and Tough and. Um, all the uh, Lane's family and a lot of upcoming bull riders, and you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. They should be it should be getting released here sometime soon. Nice, yeah, definitely, definitely keep us in the loop on that. We would like to um, like to check that. I'm sure it'll be good. Um, so as we kind of start to wind down, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> Take it away, Matt. Now hold on, we're not quitting yet. Oh, we're just winding down. I didn't say as we. Quit. I went oh, back okay. up for a uh, second. So if. In- I'm just kidding. So <laughs> if if anybody um if anybody wants to reach out to you about your promotional stuff, your videos, your logos, you know, if anybody's putting on a show and would like for you to make some posters for them or something like that, how's a good way to get a hold of you? Uh, just follow me on Instagram at the Chase Blythe or follow me on Facebook, just Chase Austin Blythe. Chase Austin Blythe or the Chase Blythe. The Chase Blue Blythe. check mark. Yeah. Got to be no the blue official. Not yet. <laughs> no, no not one yet. day. One, one day. Instagram. Anything else um, that you would like to say as we wind things down? Kindly. Kindly. Kindly <laughs> wind things down. Yeah. Not totally. <laughs> not completely. For the seventh Just time. Not bit. completely. We're not done yet. <laughs> We're not done yet. Um, any, anything particular that, that you would like to say? Um. Go listen to your podcast, go The Road listen, Monkeys. Go listen to The Road Monkeys podcast. Uh, follow on Instagram and follow the Ultimate Bullfighters. And yeah. Get, you know, watch some freestyle bullfighting or watch bullfighting in general. Watch rodeo in, in general. That's right. Like, That's we right. We need more cowboys. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So do you, do you really want to end this, Matt? Take yeah, it let me try it. Let me try this out. All right. Well, uh, take it away, Matt. Wrap <laughs> as us we up. kindly wind down yet again. No. We appreciate you listening to the In the Latch podcast. I am Matt Benfield alongside Adam Lee and Chase Blythe. We appreciate you. Be true. Be you. Be cowboy. Adam Stroud from Troutman. Nice. Lies. Lies.